Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder of Web3 Labs and your host of the Web3 Innovators podcast, where you'll hear from those people changing the face of finance and other industries with Web3 and blockchain technologies. As with the last season, in each episode, I speak to a new guest who shares insights from their own journey with Web3, giving you the chance to learn about challenges they've faced along the way and how it's impacting their industry right now and will in the future. In addition to the episodes with guests, I'm going to be sharing a spoken essay on a topic relevant to Web3 each week, which has caught my attention. New episodes will be out weekly, so please hit that subscribe button to ensure you get each episode as it comes out. Beyond the Hype, unleashing Web3's true potential, shifting focus from speculation to real-world utility and problem-solving. There's been speculation about the real-world utility of blockchain and Web3 platforms for a long time, but it still has a way to go. There's an ever-growing number of people building products and services using this technology, but outside of developers and speculators, we still don't have a majority user base who are interested in the utility of the technology over the speculative side of it. We know that there are a plethora of potential applications for Web3 technologies from self-sovereign identity to collectibles, but if you take a Web3 community at random right now, the chances are they're interested in seeing the price appreciation of some token or cryptocurrency. This isn't a bad thing per se, but it is reflective of where we are currently in the evolution of Web3. Seeing some significant return on investment is still the primary use case. Developers and technologists are generally attracted to Web3 because there's so much that needs to be built. The idea of greenfield development is what excites most developers, creating something new that solves a real problem. But we need applications and projects to be adopted at a scale that does not contain a token-based incentive mechanism. Cryptocurrencies and tokens do serve some very real purposes. As a mechanism to secure decentralized networks, they are essential. And it's fair that those helping to secure those networks see a return from providing this valuable service. However, the majority of projects running on top of these networks should be focused on solving real-world problems for people and disconnected from token economic effects. These token economic effects often take what starts off as a project with utility, such as a decentralized messaging platform, and turn it into something that is akin to a multi-level marketing scheme, where you have layers of promoters or token holders whose primary interest is in shilling a token. Fortunately, things aren't as bad now as they were a year or so back, but the more we can move away from an obsession with tokens and the speculation premium, the better. A real utility token. When someone hears the word NFT, we want them to be thinking about a hotel room key, an event ticket, a digital trading card, not a CryptoPunk or board Ape. When we consider high transaction volumes on Ethereum's mainnet, we don't want it to be caused by NFT mints going crazy. We want it to be due to the volume of activity taking place on Layer 2 networks, where these activities are being driven by apps which have, again, real-world utility. Navigating complex blockchain data shouldn't hold you back. Introducing Chainlens Blockchain Explorer, your user-centric gateway to the blockchain universe. Unlike traditional explorers, Chainlens focuses on your needs. No more overwhelming blocks and transactions. We're all about your experience. Chainlens revolutionizes the way you see blockchain. With customizable lenses, you see what you want, when you want it. From tokens to NFTs, it's all at your fingertips. And guess what? You don't need to be a tech guru. Our clean interface and easy-to-use API make blockchain accessible to everyone. Say goodbye to cryptic hexadecimal and hello to a new perspective. Join the future of blockchain exploration. Visit chainlens.com and experience the difference today. Chainlens, 
See the blockchain your way. DeFi. The DeFi and crypto ecosystems do provide valuable services to those living in less stable monetary regimes. They give their citizens another choice, which isn't a currency that hyperinflates away. However, without being armed with the knowledge of the pros and cons of various networks and currencies, these people could end up unintentionally holding the next UST. Even with this, the rewards still outweigh the risks for many. Stablecoins are a great enabler for these regions. USDT has established itself as a de facto currency for cross-border remittance payments across Asia and the Americas. Outside of the remittance use case, the leading stablecoins USDT and USDC are primarily used as trading stablecoins. In trading stablecoins, their main utility is to facilitate the trading of crypto assets. It's far easier to trade out of a crypto position to a stablecoin such as USDC if you anticipate you'll be putting the funds back into crypto down the line. Whilst the payment utility is there for stablecoins held on exchange, stablecoins or cryptocurrencies for that matter are unlikely to be used for payments for the majority of users. Although, where they could gain additional traction is where the size of transfers is significant. For low-value payments, existing payment services offered by banks and fintechs such as PayPal suffice. If I wanted to send $1 million to someone overseas, using USDC is likely to cost me less than using a traditional payment rail, which is a potential opportunity. But these large payments are relatively infrequent if they take place at all for retail or small business users. In TradFi, ring-fenced private permission blockchain networks are still being embraced en masse, especially in initiatives such as CBDCs and cross-border payments that service the wholesale markets. But these solutions are unlikely to be in service to public networks due to their permissionless nature. Meme coins versus infrastructure. If we want Web3 to go mainstream and be taken seriously, this association with price everywhere needs to subside. For anyone digging around in crypto or DeFi, it's easy to attack the entire ecosystem when you have both Dogecoin and Shiba Inu making up $16 billion of the entire crypto market cap. How can an industry be taken seriously when meme coins that pump every time Elon Musk references a dog or Bitcoin are the 8th and 14th largest cryptocurrencies by market cap? I like memes as much as the next person, but really? I have great faith in the infrastructure that is being built out by projects, and so did many leading technology investors such as A16Z, as they demonstrated in their earlier 2023 State of Crypto report. What I have less faith in is for Web3 to reach its full potential while so many of its users are primarily focused on price. Even in Layer 2, which forms a cornerstone of the future of Ethereum, projects are releasing their own tokens left, right and centre, which is encouraging a lot of token price appreciation where groups are rewarded handsomely if their Layer 2 network gains greater traction than their competitors. One does not need to provide incentives to projects to build on their network, but we do need to get to a point where the base layer infrastructure projects are stickier and properly established. With such stable bases where there isn't constantly a better layer X coming on board, projects and companies will be willing to make greater investments in the technology on specific blockchain networks. This in turn will strengthen the foundations upon which Web3 is being built and there will be fewer opportunities to spin up competitive platforms with tokens due to the ever-increasing barriers to entry. Once this price fever goes away, perhaps then Web3 will be ready for its AI moment as Satya Nadala described, which we've all been experiencing this year with ChatGPT. This will be when those builders will rejoice, as we'll have an ecosystem that is truly valuable in the sense of solving real-world problems and providing genuine utility, which is where anyone committed to Web3 wants us to get to.
Thanks for listening to this episode. I have a quick favor to ask. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it. Leave a five-star rating and review it. Even if it's just a few words, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. Until next time.